Drivers. All right, we'll go ahead and get started with our first media availability here this morning. We'll start with the, uh, on my far left is David Bird, who's the president of Jonathan Bird's Racing. In the middle, James Davison, the driver of the number 33 Dale Coyne Racing with Bird and Ballardi Honda. And closest to me is Bradley Miller, who is the founder of Speed Tech and the managing director of Safe Antifreeze. And with that, I'll turn it over to David Bird for the announcement. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. Thanks for all that have uh, come this morning and given us your ear. We're excited to make a, an additional sponsor announcement for the uh, uh, for Jonathan Bird's Racing, and of course the the Dale Corn with Bird and Bellardi, uh program here uh, this month of May with James as the driver, and that is a new associate sponsor, uh, Safe Antifreeze. It's a very revolutionary product, and we're excited to uh, to have them on board. This is pretty much their. Uh, global launch, uh, really introducing the product to the world with this, um, starting obviously with the month of May and uh, the Indy 500 and then going on from there. And, and uh, Bradley has a, a tremendous background in motorsports. We're um, longtime uh, friends and associates. And this innovation that he's developed is um, it's groundbreaking. And it's going to, uh, he'll get, I won't steal all his thunder, but ultimately, and it's, his, you know, it's one of those things that I can tell you it's going to save lives. So it's great to be uh, a part of it and to, um, uh, you know, to make them part of the, the Jonathan Birds Racing family and to give them an opportunity here and a platform to share uh, what's been created, what the innovation is, what the plan is, and how it's going to impact our world and our environment and even our pets going forward. So with that, I'll turn it a little bit over to Bradley to, to get into the background and to say it's great to have you here back at the Speedway and hope it's the first of many, many uh, years to come. David, thank you. Uh, I, I have to thank, I got to start thanking David's father. Jonathan was a friend. I started my career here in 85, the same year that Jonathan Bird did. And my career was slightly different. I was uh, one of those team guys. Uh, we were in the cart series, and then by the time we got to the Speedway, then we turned into USAC for a month. And uh, so my first innovation was the manufacture of the onboard computer. The, we manufactured the first generation EFI, the first generation data acquisition systems. Um, our second innovation, we manufactured the world's strongest titanium. We made the strongest titanium alloy in the world, strongest, lightest. Uh, we spent most of our time in Formula One with that product. It turned into nuts and bolts that held the chassis together, and that was in the mid-early 2000s. This is what we call our third innovation. Uh, we've manufactured the world's safest antifreeze. And my message to you, the media that's in motorsports, is that um, antifreeze has been in the industry for approximately 100 years. So if you remember the Model A Ford back in 1931, we already had a chemical in those cars called ethylene glycol. Ethylene glycol has been in existence, and right now we're using almost a billion gallons globally a year of antifreeze. So it's a little under, it's a little over 800 million gallons globally. So it's a big value. Uh, it's big chemical companies that are involved in it, big auto manufacturers. So we're a small company. But um, about four years ago, we were working on an off-road racing program and we were having some corrosion issues and we were just trying to solve it for the Baja 1000. It was a very simple, I won't say simple task. It was difficult, but what we were able to solve it. What we didn't realize is that we were doing something pretty unique because what we were doing was non-toxic. 
and we didn't do anything with that innovation until a couple of years ago, I started to think about it and I said, you know, we need to do something with this and let me research the antifreeze industry. I started to research the antifreeze industry, everything I could read about the last hundred years and the first thing that overwhelmed me was the death, the amount of poisoning that's happened and it's been from uh, pets to wildlife, uh, livestock, human, I mean it's all, it's been across the board. Our uh, product was started off non-toxic so I said you know what, let's be the company that manufactures the change, let's change the whole industry if we can. And so we believe that we've done that. And so it's the motorsports industry that created the world's safest antifreeze. We create a lot of the safety that ends up in the production vehicles. I don't think we get the credit for it as the industry should. And so I want to tell the press today that it's the motorsports industry that has created the world's safest antifreeze and we're very proud of that. We're doing a, something a little unconventional. Uh, we're doing a Kickstarter, a launch for the product the month of May. So the month of May is very symbolic to me because I started my career here. I had mentors here, Herb Porter, Bruce Crower, uh, men uh, like Clint Bronner. That they were, I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. They were, when I was a teenager, they listened to me. They listened to my ideas. And so I was mentored by some really great people, some real historic men. And I had the, the benefit of the tradition of the month of May. And uh, anyway, I don't want to take a lot of your time this morning, but that's really a symbolic reason that, so we wanted to come here. I was excited to see just a few weeks ago, uh, David's re-entry back to racing with some sprint cars. And I was quick to get on the phone. So what are you doing? And he said, oh, I've got an Indy car too. And I said, okay, I'm coming. I said, what do we got to do? And so we put together a program, and I was so excited to hear about this young man, James Davison, and, and, and just excited to hear because I watched him lead some laps here a few years ago, and a talent, just a talented young driver, and I said, that's what we need. But here's the really exciting thing, is that Australia is the leading country for safety in antifreeze. So they've taken the lead. So they've removed ethylene glycol from the mining industry. Now most of the, Australia, the mining industry is one of their largest industry. So if, if you're not familiar with that, a lot of the metals, alumina, bauxite, a lot of the raw materials that we had for titanium all come from Australia. And so uh, a large mining truck carries 150 plus gallons, that's about 600 liters of antifreeze. So they've eliminated they've eliminated the ethylene glycol. So we're very excited about Australia. I'm excited about James, his talent. I've been watching him here at practice. Car looks fabulous. And I uh, can't, can't say anything really more than that. Thank, thank you, Bradley. Uh, James, uh, perfect introduction. You grew up in Australia, but you've been a longtime astute historian of this race in particular. Uh, what does it mean with the legacies that these two men are beside you? bring to the program, and as well as, as Bradley just said, adding safe antifreeze to the program. Yeah, <clears throat> look, it means a lot, you know, we talk about Australia, it's obviously <clears throat> a country, <clears throat> sorry, that is uh, 
very far away from here. And, and when you grow up having a dream and, and watching uh, the Indy 500 and all the names and sponsors and the people before you uh, that I think you've got to have a lot of respect for, certainly I do, with just history in general, to actually be here, um, you know, it's quite, it's quite surreal, really, you know. It's my fifth 500, so it doesn't feel abnormal to be here, but still, you know, like when I really think about it, it's... I'm living my wildest, far-fetched childhood dream, and 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 certainly it's it's thanks to the two gentlemen beside me for obviously believing in me and and supporting me and all you know the necessary stuff to get to get a race car on the track and and the commercial side's very very important. Um, yeah, with 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 this product, you know, to be honest, I've I've learned mostly about it this morning, and I just think that it's great that uh, you know. We can use motorsport as as a platform to promote something that's good for the environment. Obviously, motorsport is something that you know maybe isn't the the, the best thing for, for for the environment, but we're seeing things developing like Formula E and 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 obviously something like this is uh, very convenient. Uh, something I certainly knew nothing about, but it makes absolute sense to to be promoting this, and I see there's the product has fantastic potential, and certainly aware that Australia is a, a very regulated industry, and, and I, I think uh, this safe antifreeze coolant, you know, has a lot of potential in my home country. So anything that I can do to to help that, uh, which probably winning the race would help, <laughs> so the pressure's on. Um, yeah, that uh, I'll certainly. Uh, be, be happy to do so. So yeah, very, very uh, pleased to be supporting this um, this this initiative. And obviously, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway was created more than 100 years ago to help develop the technologies and and, and things moving forward that would help the the automobile industry around the globe. And and this is a perfect example of that. David, what does it mean to, for for safe antifreeze to be a part of the program? Well, obviously, they're on the commercial side right now, and this is the awareness campaign, and it's a big kickoff, and, and Bradley can speak to where it's being tested right now, and our goal is certainly to um, to start using it in our uh, short track programs that we support, Silver Crown Sprint Cars, um, uh, both, you know, centrally and out west, and then if we can, um, working closely with, you know, our partner team, Dale Coyne, hopefully we can start uh, using it, uh, you know, here in IndyCar as well, and make that... Uh, Make that innovation, you know, come to life. So it's, uh, but you know, that's obviously what goes in the car is very important. Um, but also, what comes out of the car is equally as important. So hopefully, we can we can use that platform to not only educate but to uh, create a better situation for performance. Bradley, if you want to go ahead and talk about where it's being where it's yeah, being tested, yeah, absolutely, because it is about awareness. Uh, I want to bring the awareness because it's a little bit hidden. It's inside your vehicle unless you've had a. Uh, radiator fail or a lower hose fail and you see it leaking in your garage or on the side of the on the side of the curb you don't really you're not aware of the danger of it you don't really realize how toxic this material is it's, it's there isn't a chemical in your household nothing that is as toxic as this material is so 98 percent roughly is the amount of ethylene glycol that is consumed right now there is propylene glycol and that's what our product is based on. That's the other 2%. That's what the mining trucks are using in Australia. Again, we didn't invent that. The food industry has been using propylene glycol for almost 60 years. 
So the technology has existed for decades for the auto industry to convert and be non-toxic. And that's what I really discovered in my research. And so what we did, what our company did, is we went, took every ingredient, for example, the colors. Antifreeze is based on all these colors. Well, that's the antifreeze industry gaming the consumer slightly, because the antifreeze used to be a universal product, and then they tried to make it make model year. Well, it's not. And so we went to get FDA-approved coloring, the same FDA approval that's used in the food we have for our coloring. And there's some other ingredients, and we just basically went to reduce the toxicity. We have a little more work to do, but our formulation that we have right now is for a general purpose automotive diesel vehicle, ready to go UTVs, motorcycles, that's what this product does. And then we will introduce in the summer a product that's for the class eight, that's the semi truck over the road. This product's gonna go approximately five years, 150,000 miles. The semi truck over the road has to go a minimum of 600,000 miles to really be equal to an equivalent product. And so that is already developed, it's already finished. We just have to do some more testing on that. There is a racing product. So in asphalt racing, we can use no glycol, none, not propylene glycol, not ethylene glycol, because you can't get it off the racetrack. It's too slippery. We can clean oil, but we can't clean glycol. We have a material called safe race coolant, 100% water-based. It has our non-toxic inhibitor. It has our non-toxic color, and we are FIA compliant. So that means uh, for Formula One, uh, MotoGP, World Cup Rally, all of those series, including IndyCar, but we just have to test with the manufacturers, Chevrolet, Honda, the, the different engine manufacturers. We're not testing with them yet. We're testing with a few in Formula One. We're testing with, uh, on the motorcycle, which is MotoGP, we're testing with almost uh, most of them. I'll just say that. I won't say anything more than that. And we're testing with a lot of the motorcycle manufacturers on the Supercross, Motocross arena, almost all of them. I used to own one of the Supercross teams for Factory Yamaha, so that's an, a racing series that I, I like, and, and so I do a lot of testing in that. Um, but Indy is where it's at. Indy 500 is, this is it. Uh, you know, Mr. Holman, he built the uh, Mecca. This is Mecca to me, guys. This is May. The month of May only means one thing to me. It means the Speedway. We used to come here the last week of April and go home in June. And it's obviously the formats changed through the years with the road race, and the, but to me it's still the same. It's still the month of May. It still means Indy. And if he thinks he's living his lifelong dream, I've been doing it for 37 years. I wake up every day living out my dream. So anyway, I'm glad to be a part of this racing team. Uh, David and I, we have some other interests, uh, sprint cars. We love dirt cars. We like asphalt, dirt. He likes, uh, he likes to help young kids. I do too. I, I like to help and support young drivers that aren't getting the opportunity. He sees the talent and we want to be supportive. So it's pretty natural for us. This is a commercial product that is available. We are doing our pre-production. We're using Kickstarter as our launching pad. Uh, please go to the links that are provided. Um, there was a video. Uh, it's on our website, uh, safeantifreeze.com. All of the social media, safeantifreeze. 
So whether you're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, at Safe Antifreeze, it's all the same. And we're, we're saying the same message. We're not trying to give the industry a hard time. I'm not trying to start to pick a, anything. I'm just saying, guys, it's time. They, uh, the other guys make safer products, but they're not really promoting it as much. It, we're only going to manufacture non-toxic. We're never, ever, ever going to manufacture anything with ethylene glycol. I want to make that statement extremely clear. There's no point in it. So the reason the food industry uses it and has used it for decades is because it's in your cosmetics, it's in your shampoo, it's in your deodorant, it's in every product you consume if you read the labels. It's called propylene glycol. They've been doping uh, mice for, since the late 60s and they're not dying. And, that, and it's, so they call it generally recognized as safe. If you see G-R-A-S, that means generally recognized. That's an FDA term and I don't wanna get into all of that but uh, <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. We're glad you're here and we appreciate the product. Yeah, and before I open it up for questions, James, if you just want to talk about your first couple of days on track, how are things going? Yeah, we had a challenging first day on Tuesday, which isn't uncommon for the one-off indie entries. Um, you know, especially when you don't do the test, everyone's uh, building chemistry that day. Uh, you've always got some gremlins to sort out with, with radios and, uh, a few components on the car that aren't working uh, the way they should. And so, yeah, we, we did the refresher and then only 30 laps on, uh, on Tuesday. And, yeah, we were definitely not so competitive, really couldn't pass any cars or anything. Um, but knew, you know, the weather looked good and here it is again today. So yesterday we had a fantastic day. We... Uh, yeah, we're very racy, passed a lot of a lot of good cars, certainly not, you know, at the Scott Dixon level, but um yeah, we had we had an encouraging day. Um I think it's clear that we don't have one of the fastest cars, but we had a very good car in race trim. So we're gonna find out later today when the whole field starts trimming some downforce out where we stand. Um, on outright car speed, which is obviously very important because it's all well and good having a good race car, but you've got to earn your spot into the race this year. And I'm fully aware that, you know, we, we could potentially be uh, fighting to get in as, you know, there's going to be probably six to ten guys that are going to be fighting to get in. And it's uh, certainly the most competitive year that I've seen, you know, to think that I did a 2.26 yesterday and I was... Um, 25th on the speed charts. I mean, I haven't seen that. I remember coming here uh, four years ago in, in the 19 Dale Coin car, uh, missed Monday and Tuesday practice, jumped in on the Wednesday, and I was P4, you know? Like, it's just so much tighter this year. It's, it's, it's impressive, and, and certainly it's, it's been good to see the improvements in, in the aero kit. Um, there's, there was, there's a lot of passing going on. Still, it's tough to, to pass when you're, you're back in the train and you've got you know, three-plus cars in front of you. It gets tough. But uh, there's been some positive improvements. So, yeah, we'll just look to continue the momentum today. And, and, and yeah, I'm really enjoying it. You know? um, just got to keep it, keep it on the black stuff and out of the wall. And just think, think it, it can get away from you so quickly around here, you know? 
those those guys yesterday didn't know they were in trouble until until they were backwards at 220 miles an hour. <laughs> and that's yeah. not fun. No. All right, with that, we'll open up for questions. We'll start with Wolfgang. Four questions Four? from Wolfgang. Wow, twice as many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all questions for Mr. Bradley Miller. Um, I'm from Germany. Is this also possible to buy your product, Antisafe Antifreeze, also in Europe, especially in Germany? Yes. Uh, so I did. So the way we're going, the manufacturing and the distribution is also very unconventional to the auto industry. Let me explain. So I am a small company, and my expertise is not filling and packing bottles of material. So what I did is I sought out the world's leader in chemical packaging filling. And the reason I did is I wanted to find the most ethical, the most responsible company in the world that has a global footprint that can take my formulation and I basically use their bottles and then we use manufacture our label to the right country, uh, to the right specifications, EU, and then the language. And I found it. And so I have a company that does the packaging, and the company is named Ricochem. They're a Canadian company. They're headquartered in Montreal. And they have a global footprint. And in Europe, they have Belgium, and we also have Russia, and we have China on that continent to manufacture the product, which are their facilities. So I have the same QA and the same QC. That's quality assurance, quality control. So we're not dealing with different packing companies on different continents. So here in North America, I have seven locations above us in Canada uh, that we're capable, but we'll be using one of them that's in Edmonton as where we do the filling. And then we will, Australia, we have two locations in Australia. And then we have uh, one in South Africa, Johannesburg. We have one in Morocco, one in Brazil. And so we have, the key is, is also we didn't want to move our product in a container across an ocean because it adds cost. It adds manufactured cost. So in the traditional automotive industry with all the chemicals, there's multiple warehouse distributors. So the warehouse distributors all get a fairly large percentage of your profit. And so I'm using Amazon. So we are taking, manufacturing the product, setting it in our public warehouse next door to Amazon. And then we're shipping it directly to the customer. So we're taking all that profit and we're gonna spend it on advertising and to make people more aware of safety. And if I have to do it on IndyCars to be aware of safety, I'll do it. If we have to do it, however we have to do it, we're gonna promote safety. And so we have to advertise and it's difficult because the attention span of the average person right now is 17 seconds because of the phone that you're holding in your hand. And so we have to use social media, we have to use all of these means necessary, and so we need to advertise the product and we need the profit to do that. And, but I still wanna make it also affordable for the customer. So I've eliminated a lot of the middle guy and you can get it directly from us, shipped, directly from Amazon shipped. We'll have the Amazon store open on June 1st, and it'll have the product. So we can also, <coughs> I don't want to use the word control, but I can make sure that it always is the right price, that it's not marked up or 
or, or something that we're not that's not acceptable. So anyway, that's a little different. But that wouldn't have been available 10 years ago because those distribution channels didn't exist. So the European market, absolutely. Whichever one we see the demand. So if Australia's the demand first, we'll put it in there. If Europe, then we'll be ready to go. I can have the formulation and have it in bottles in less than four days in any of those countries. All I have to do is really get the translations of our labels. That takes us the longest to do artwork and translations into languages. Uh, but mechanically, it's really a pretty easy process to put it into bottles. Right now, um, the company that I'm partnered with is bottling 495,000 gallons per day. That's 390,000 bottles per day. That's about 135 gallons per minute, 24-7, all the time. So we're, we're a customer in that, that partner. They are the most environmentally responsible company. I spent a lot of time traveling to visit different plants, and they're the ones that they can, they do not let anything pass out of that building that's not perfect. They're, there's no VOCs coming out of it. They're, they're very, very clean. They're environmentally, they have, they've been in business for 61 years. So we've, so they, but they've been a really ethical company and we're very excited to have them on board. But they're not a financial partner, they're just a business partner to help me with the bottling. So we actually injection mold, make the bottle at the beginning of the process. We start with plastic pellets. We injection mold the bottle, it enters into the line, it gets its label put on, it's filled, it's put on the, on the box, and then it's shrink-wrapped on a pallet, and then it's picked up. So it's a very fast motion. Our first production run will be just under 10,000 gallons, so in your mind, that's like two semi-truck fulls. So our goal is to try to pre-sell, to get the awareness out pre-sell, and then we'll be manufacturing the 1st of June. Was that all four of your questions? Yeah. <laughs> second, third, and four. Uh, the second question, you mentioned Formula One. <clears throat> so there is a market outside of America. Thank you. Thank you. I, my driver has to go. He's yeah, got to go drive okay. the car. No, I have all questions for you. Not no, for that, thank you. Yeah. Um, do you have also cooperation in the road car business with foreign manufacturers outside of North America? Absolutely. Our, yeah, our interest, we have, a, we, want it, we have a commercial interest. It just takes us it's some time to test with all the manufacturers. So you have, like, uh, say, Volkswagen Group or BMW or any of the Euro cars. They, they take a, quite a long time. I've had other products that I've introduced to them, and they just take a long time by the time they start the testing phase to get it to the production phase. Absolutely. It's a commercial. These are, this product is made for OE fill, it's a com but we're manufacturing it for uh, you to pick up for your passenger car, your truck, your UTV, your motorcycle, your Jeep, anything. And then the last two questions. Uh, how long does it or took it for you, time-wise, to develop this product? The, pro the formulation, the development of the product, uh, uh, just under four years. Only four years. Four years? Oh, that's short. Yeah, it's a pretty short. Well, what I said is a lot of the a lot of the product is the basic other products already existed. The, again, we our product, the parts that we've added to it were very were small, but all the basic products have been there for decades. So as far as the as far as making a safer product for OE, the other big the other chemical companies can 
they they're the ones that have the production, but they haven't they just haven't went that direction. So I just went that direction fully. And the last one you said you're based in Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona. Do you have in Phoenix, Arizona, a development facility, a laboratory? We have. Uh, I have a I have a more of a mechanical facility. We do. I'm a. I do metallurgy. So as far as the chemical, like on the chemistry side of it, I I deal with the metallurgy. Remember, I told you about like titanium. I'm one of the world's authorities in titanium. In motorsports, there's only a couple of us that. I, again, I I was one of the develop one of the people that worked on the strongest lightest titanium. One of my mentors is the inventor of virtually every titanium alloy. And he is my mentor for my metallurgy. So I look at, I come from a metallurgy, I look at it from a metallurgical standpoint. A lot of the other companies look at it from a chemistry standpoint. It's really the same, but I'm looking at it from the brass, the copper, the aluminum, the what is it that we've got to do to work with each material. Lead is a big problem. So when you have like commercial over-the-road trucks, like a class eight truck, they have different metals in them than the production car. So we have to deal with a, a totally different set of materials. Lead is a big problem still in, in large commercial trucks because the, they'll leach, you'll actually leach the lead out into that. Um, a passenger car, you don't, don't have the lead. They're dealing with plastics. You're dealing with a lot of plastics. If you remember, there was one manufacturer that had a recall, major recall, on antifreeze, and it was because of plastics, and it was because of gaskets and things that weren't compatible, and I, I don't even know all the details on that. I don't really care, but um, that was their issue, not mine. We do need to wrap up, but David, I do Thank want to you. ask you one final question. Sure. We'd be remiss if we didn't. Uh, the Bird family legacy at this racetrack, you've yeah. been able to carry it on, and I know you're very proud and very happy to be back here once again. Oh, absolutely. It's uh, <clears throat> when we qualify, and I'll just say when, just be confident. Uh, that'll be our 21st. It'll be our 21st uh, qualified entry at the, here at the Speedway and our 34th anniversary of our first run here. So we've had... Um, you know, we've obviously with the the two big things we've done were the uh, you know setting the track record back in '96 with our line dike, and who knew that would stand for 23 years, and hopefully it stands for a long time, and uh, something to hang our hat on because you know there's new winner every year, which would be great to win, but there's new winner every year. There's not a new track record every year, and then uh, the first double with John Andretti uh, back in '94, my dad my dad putting that together, and I'm hoping to just you know follow in that legacy, do interesting things in motorsports, and and uh, eventually be able to you know kiss the bricks and drink the milk and take a picture with the Borg Warner. And uh, then I think life would be complete. Sounds great. Gentlemen, we want to thank you very much for your thank time you. this morning. Wonderful thank announcement. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you.